And Spencer Strider and the Braves face the Astros and they're a bunch of minor leaguers. And Brian Garcia, of all people, went ahead and outpitched Spencer Strider. Well, so to speak. Uh, we'll talk about that and more on this edition of the Locked on Astros podcast. Alvarez, it's a high drive center field. Veer leans back. This game is turned upside down. There's the runner. Fly ball down the right field line. Tucker comes on. Kyle Tucker. This time they finish the job. Hello and welcome to Locked On Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric the Man Heisman and Brett H-Town Wheelhouse Chansey. We are Locked On Houston Astros and we hope that you join us for a daily Locked On Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at Eric Talkstros. Find the show at Locked On Astros, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Astros podcast your first listen every day. And earlier today, we had uh, Patrick Crichton on, and uh, we talked about what's going on with AT&T Sportsnet and what the changes that are going on with um, everything that's going on with all the RSNs around baseball, what that could mean for you watching Astros in the future. And so if you missed that podcast, go back and watch it. Uh, he, it, there's a lot of good insight that Patrick had. So uh, make sure you go ahead and uh, subscribe to us on YouTube and go ahead and make us your first listen on Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. Go and check out the Locked on Astros podcast. And so we're streaming on something new. Uh, we're trying to move away from Restream and we're moving to something called StreamYard. So uh, I'm, if, if it seems like I'm a little bit off today, it's just because I'm using a new system today. So um, Colleen says, hey, Eric. Um, so uh, if y'all want to go and see your message up here, go and put your messages up here. But uh, so I wanted to go and do a show tonight instead of waiting till tomorrow morning. And just because I was so excited to see the baby Astros beat up on the Braves that actually brought up most of their starting lineup today against Brian Garcia. And Brian Garcia didn't pitch terribly. He did allow three walks. He had three strikeouts, only allowed one hit in three innings pitch. His ERA during spring training, I mean, granted, it's only spring training, so let's not get too excited about it, but it's a 1.08 ERA so far. So let's not get too excited about that. And uh, it does say that uh, Ronel Blanco pitched in this game. From what I understand, that it was not him. It was somebody wearing his jersey number. So it was probably a minor leaguer that they just brought over um, from camp, from one minor league camp, and he just wore the jersey number. So there's an error there. So he did not actually pitch in this game because he's starting in uh, tomorrow's game or uh, some other game. So uh, we'll talk about that in a second because this will be his first start um, in spring training. So I'm excited about that. So, um, uh, Darby says, what's up? And so, yeah, I really like the comments. It's a little bit more creative here. And so, uh, in this game, you had a lot of the Astros minor leaguers and unless you're a hardcore, a minor league guy, you probably don't know a lot of these names. Like I had to go look up this and one of the names, the guy who led off for the Astros was Kennedy Corona. And I really hope this guy makes it up to the big leagues. Can you just imagine uh, everybody says, hey, it's Corona time. Let's uh, see Corona come up to the plate. So uh, Kennedy Corona got a hit. Um, 
Then Alex McKenna came up and got two hits. Um, then you had Logan Cerny. He got a hit. And then uh, you had a whole bunch. Uh, Corey Jolks got a hit. And then um, Bly Madrid got two hits and two R- RBIs. So what the Astros did to Spencer Strider, Spencer Strider was actually dominating the Astros. He was um, doing pretty good. He did give up six hits, uh, two runs, one walk, but he had eight strikeouts. So the Astros made some decent contact and a lot of balls were just falling like in left field or just out of the reach of the fielder. So uh, I think there's a lot of good ball placement for the Astros in this game, but uh, Spencer Strider is legit and he pitched three and two thirds innings and he, his ERA this spring training is 2.25. So yes, he got the loss, but I know I, I joked about it in the title, said the Astros top Spencer Strider, uh, and, but he only gave up two runs. And so overall, he dominated, but the Astros just have found a way to just um, be that uh, just the team that just found this way to get on base and uh, drive some runners in. And they literally did that all game. They had a whole bunch of doubles, no home runs. Uh, you even had Corey Jolks uh, steal base. And so the the Astros were six for 14 with runners in scoring positions. But if you're looking at who was a major leaguer in this game, and I thought that technically you had to have a major league player in a lineup, I guess the major league player was Bly Madrid or uh, maybe Bannon. But other than that, nobody has a lot of major league experience in this game. So it was just kind of one of those games. Even uh, the catcher was Cesar Cedeno. And then you had uh, another guy, Price, come in and catch later in the game. So this was a true minor league game that the Astros won 9-3. to And so it just shows that there is some talent in the Astros farm system. And I know that uh, in a second we're going to talk about um, what um, some of the people that the Astros have in in their farm system. And I know that uh, Sarah Goodrum, uh, she's like player development um, over – the Houston Astros, the, the player development director. And uh, she was asked by Brian McTaggart about a couple of the players. And she said, uh, she was asked about Drew Gilbert. And she said, Drew Gilbert's doing well. We're very excited to get him back in game action. He's looking really good. Was really impressive. Just even in the short clip, 10 games we saw him, was he showed his ability to control the strike zone really well. He swings the bat with a lot of speed. He has a lot of intent with this wing, and I think it'll be really fun to watch his offensive production this year. Then she was asked about Spencer Arigetti, and she said, Spencer is a competitor. He works really hard. He's really in tune with what he needs to work on. He's got a really good slider and uniqueness about him that makes him hard to hit and a really fun, exciting prospect. Okay, then... um, also, uh, she was asked about, is there any, are there any members of the 2022 draft class that has really stood out to her uh, in the time in Florida? And she said, well, this might sh- sound cliche, but there's a lot of them. That was just overall impressive draft class. We're really excited to see them all in action for a full season this year. We didn't get all the pitchers out in games last year. So just across the board, it's just exciting. And so um, she was also asked about coaches moving up. And she said, well, 
I don't think that moving coaches up levels with players is done by design. I do know it's really important to recognize hard work within the organization. I think we've been blessed with such incredible coaches that are really talented and good at what they do. And so it, it, that gives us the ability to promote from within. So this is not like I know in the past teachers have um, been promoted with their students and that kind of gives them the same uh, the thing. But uh, I think in this in this case, this is just um, if you do good, you're going to get promoted as you go. So I think that's what we're going to do, what's going on here. So um, we're going to talk about what Yuli Guriel had to say about signing with the Marlins. And did the Astros offer him a deal? Um, and I know that there's a lot of talk that the Astros did, but did they really? So we'll, t- we'll talk about that in a second. And also we'll talk about, um, a, a little bit more about what's going on in camp. So let's go ahead and talk about FanDuel fan. It's the midpoint of the NBA season, and it's a perfect time to d- download the FanDuel sports app. It's America's number one sports book because new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets uh, back. If your first bet doesn't win, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use that you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. And if you want to look at Alvarez, how many home runs will he hit this year? How many steals will Kyle Tucker get this year? There are so many different things. How many wins will the Astros get? Who um, Will they win the World Series this year? You can go do that with FanDuel. So plus FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at an even bigger payout with same day, same game parlay. So don't miss a chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets where you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more make every moment more of FanDuel official sports betting partner of the NBA all right so let me go back to comments um so uh if y'all have any questions for me uh this there's not really a lot to talk about since I already this is my second show of the day so if there's anything y'all want to talk about just go and throw it in chat down there but um uh, somebody went to Miami camp and talked to Yuli Gurriel and said, well, did the Astros offer you a deal this off season? And he said, no, never. So they never even approached him about uh, coming back to Houston. And so that's kind of odd. And I mean, we know that their primary target was Jose Abreu. And once they signed Jose Abreu, uh, then that was a situation where, you, you don't have to, you don't need Yuli Gurriel at the same time. He would be good to have as a bench player or somebody that like the Marlins did where he's not guaranteed playing time, but you can have him as a minor league player and go down to triple a if he needs to, and just be ready in case uh, they need him. So Garrett Cooper is the only pure first baseman. The Marlins has have over there. So there's a chance that if, um, if Guriel goes in camp ready, he can go ahead and uh, just uh, he can maybe earn a job. But um, he said that uh, talking about leaving the Astros, he said the separation of leaving my teammates behind after seven years is something that truly affects you in life. There's always different chapters and I'm starting a new one. And uh, and with the Marlins, he's not guaranteed a job, but uh, Schumacher said that, 
Uh, he knows what winning looks like. He's been part of a championship team and playoff teams ever since he got over there in Houston. The leadership component is real. Setting a standard and a winning culture is, is real. So I think what the Marlins are hoping is that Guriel comes over there and not only makes the team, but becomes a that veteran guy. And because you have to imagine I me, mean, I know there's some veteran, there's some older guys on the Marlins, but you have to imagine that. Um, let me put this back up. Sorry, I got to get used to. Uh, you have to imagine that he's probably going to be the oldest guy there and he's probably going to be instant leader there. And he knows how to win. He knows what it takes to get it done. Yes, during the regular season, he was not very great last year. But as a player coach, I think he could help the Marlins. And uh, there's a lot of young players out there. So, uh, But it's just kind of surprising that the Astros never offered him a deal. Let's see. Colleen says the bottom of seventh and Puerto Rico is leading the Dominican Republic at five to two. Machete slid into first base, but he was safe. Um, that's never a good thing. And by the way, how would you love to be Christian Vasquez after playing with the Houston Astros for a half a season and not being able to be the starting catcher because Dusty Baker likes uh, Martin Maldonado better? And then they both go play for um, Team Puerto Rico. And then who's still the catcher over there? Martin Maldonado. And so that just shows that he is the better catcher, maybe not offensively, because we saw uh, uh, Christian Vasquez hit a home run today, but uh, he is the better catcher uh, defensively. And I think that this is recognized across the game. And uh, I think uh, the manager over at Puerto Rico, I don't know if it's Molina Brothers um, or I, for, I forgot who's managing that team, but um, that's definitely. And Colleen says, still to back up to Machete. Yes, um, that's why I think that Vasquez moved on. I mean, as much as he probably wanted to come back to Houston and win another World Series with the Astros, I think Vasquez wanted to be a starting catcher somewhere, and he couldn't do that. Um, so um, Saving by Grace Gaming says, think Yiner will be the future first baseman and Lee will be the catcher for the coming years with Maldi not coming back after this year. That There's a possibility that could happen, but just remember that Abreu is under contract for two more years after this year. So I think that Diaz playing first base, that does give him the leg up over Corey Lee, but I think Corey Lee has shown a lot with the bat this spring training and he's he's already the better defender defending catcher so i think it's really neck and neck if you ask uh, brian mctaggart he would say that diaz is probably going to win the job if you ask chan Rome, he thinks that lee is going to win so i think it's really neck and neck right now and if you had to tilt to see who's going to win I would say it's probably Diaz because he can play first base and you need somebody who can actually back up Abreu just in case uh, you need that option. So, uh, but both of them, once they break out offensively, I think they will be good. Uh, just, it's hard to know what to expect from Corey Lee. He does strike out a lot and, and what we've seen from Diaz in the minor leagues has been really good. So, uh, but Diaz did throw out a uh, runner today, John Bertie. He was trying to steal second base. And uh, no, sorry, this was yesterday. And just remember, this is a guy that led the major leagues with 41 stolen bases last year. So uh, Diaz was able to throw out one of the fastest guys in baseball. Ronel Blanco is starting the grapefruit game against the Cardinals on Thursday. 
And then Hunter Brown goes against the Nationals on Friday. So Ronel Blanco, it looks to be uh, making his way to the AAA rotation, maybe uh, building up as a depth option for the Astros rotation as the sixth guy if they need so. I think when Dana Brown was asked about the sixth starter, I think he specifically mentioned Force Whitley is a possibility. If you look at what Brandon Belak's done this spring, his numbers aren't great. But the thing that alarms me with Belak is the fact that he just walks too many batters and he just doesn't look like he's overpowering enough. And I know that it's spring training. You can't look too much into it, but you can look into control. If somebody gets a hit, that happens. But what you, a pitcher can control is walks. And uh, Brandon Belak is doing that way too much. And the one knock against uh, Brian Garcia, even though he pitched a pretty good game today, was the, the three walks. And so that's something that could be alarming. But Jaden Murray is some somebody that is quietly having a pretty good spring training. Uh, he pitched, what was it, uh, four innings of uh, shutout ball yesterday. But he's surprisingly, uh, I think he's surprising a lot of people. Got a zero ERA this spring training. And yeah, he pitched four innings, two hits, two strikeouts, one walk, and four innings. So Jaden Murray is looking like a pretty good steal for the Houston Astros. And he could be somebody that could sneak his way into that six-man uh, rotation at some point this year if there's some injuries. And so far, the spring training, let me just tell you what Jaden Murray's done. In eight innings, he has five strikeouts, only one start. He's been in three total games. His whip is 0.50. So, yes, it's still a small sample size, nothing to get too worked up about, but it's just good to see him um, having success. Ronel Blanco is having some success. So, I think what we're seeing is some of the guys that the Astros may have to rely on at certain times this year, because let's say they go with force Whitley uh, as the sixth guy, he comes in and stinks it up. They're going to need to go with somebody else as a different option. And there maybe Blanco, maybe Jaden Murray, maybe um, somebody, Brian Garcia, somebody like that. So that's what these guys are showing the Astros right now. Look, if y'all need me down the road, I can answer to bell. And so that's what, um, that's what a good GM would do. And uh, speaking of GM, if you want to go ahead and practice learning how to be a GM, uh, why don't you try ultimate pro baseball GM? It's on your app store and it's a hundred percent free. It's fun. You can uh, like at the Houston Knights is the Houston team and you can go ahead and, manage your roster. If you don't like the first baseman, if your first baseman has become disgruntled and doesn't want to be on the Houston Knights anymore, you can trade them to a different team and get some prospects back. Or if um, you have a manager that's on expiring contract and you want to go ahead and extend him so he's happy, you can do that as well. And that's a good thing about this. And so you can be an MLB GM and manage your own baseball franchise, manage Every aspect of your team, you can play through the season and lead your team to glory. You'll be responsible for hiring the coaches, scouting and drafting players, and even the different um, difficult personalities. And they'll say that I'm not happy, you know, like the pay me Rick, like the Texans player a while back. So it's just I've already started doing it and it's it's really intense. It's really fun. It's something that uh, anybody that wants to 
get to know the inside and it's out ins and outs of baseball would be a good uh, thing to do. So locked on Astros listeners get hundred percent free boost on their franchise when using the promo code locked on in the game store. So make sure you check it out to download the game. Just visit pro baseball gm.com scan the code or look it up in the app store. That's pro gm. Sorry, pro baseball GM dot com ultimate baseball jam start your dynasty today the astros are still limit living their dynasty and i know a lot of people are saying well with justin verlander gone i don't think that um, the astros can do it they can't be successful but we'll have to see there's a lot of people that are very negative about the Astros didn't go out and get, Oh, by the way, I forgot. Um, I remembered who the other veteran guy, the Astros can go get. He's the only one I would go get Dylan Bundy. He's still 30 years old, but his ERA last year was not great. And he's probably got a $12 million um, market value. Maybe you can get him for a one-year deal because nobody's tried to sign him. But at this point, I don't know if any of the options out there are good. Michael Pineda, you have Mike Miner, you have uh, Chris Archer. Can you imagine after all those years of the Astros trying to trade for Chris Archer, he still is has not been a Houston Astro. I mean, wouldn't it be funny at the end he does become a Houston Astro? So, um, well, I think, yeah, I know, but people outside of Houston, and there's, there's Astros people, I mean, not, I, I guess they're fans, but people in the media there saying that, the Astros aren't, they haven't done enough and they should have added another veteran starter and stuff like that. So, um, saved by grace gaming says, I also think soon Blanco will become a starter. If we don't get a long-term with uh, Valdez or we part with Lance or he, he just can't stay healthy. Um, yeah, we'll see. I think things tend to weed itself out. And so I think that what they're, gonna do with Blanco is make him into the Christian Javier role where he may be a bulk guy he he may come in and pitch three innings four innings but he can also come in and pitch five innings from for you in a start so that's something I think the Astros are trying to do with Blanco and so we saw how successful it was early in Christian Javier's career of not putting a lot of innings on his arm and I think we're going to benefit from that. Uh, they have already extended him. And so now I think they're going to push him this year with the innings. They're not going to limit him. I mean, they may, may still limit his innings a little bit, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if he got closer to that 200 mark this year. And if he gets close to that 200 mark, I wouldn't be surprised if he is in talks for Cy Young because that means that his strikeouts are maybe down a little bit, but if he's pitching that many innings, that means that I think his ERA is going to be pretty good. And uh, so we'll have to see uh, how that goes. But uh, Parker Majinski is probably not going to be ready for opening day. And Matt Gage pitched two innings in relief the other day. And Brett was at the game, and he said that uh, that Matt Gage looked really good. And we have to remember that Dana Brown specifically wanted this guy, and he um, gave him a signing bonus as part of a waiver claim to get him to come play for the Houston Astros. And so I think that Matt Gage has all but made the team. 
So I know there's some other options. Blake Taylor is still um, has not thrown a ball yet. And so there's um, Austin Davis, but Austin Davis has been hit and or missed this spring. But I think Matt Gage, if Dusty Baker wants that lefty reliever, I think Matt Gage is that guy. And he's not your typical like, oh, just bring him in for three, uh, three hitters. I think this guy may be able to pitch um, more than one inning. So I think that that's, that's going to be a good one. So uh, just remember that he is 30 years old. So um, he did only allow two uh, earned runs with 12 strikeouts and in 13 innings last year in 11 games with the Blue Jays. And he, he was the closer with the AAA uh, Buffalo last year. So this is a guy with a lot of experience. So I think that the Astros found a good guy here. So, uh, well, I think the Astros, it all depends on the pitching. I mean, the pitching has been their strength for a few years, but I think last year is the strength because you had a deep six man rotation. You're able to like save some of the art, the innings for Verlander. And then by the injury to McCullers, that was able to save his arm for, uh, not the one game where he gave up a lot of runs, but uh, but he did have some good success down the stretch, and he had a few good starts in the playoffs. So I think that maybe this injury in disguise, it will be good for McCullers. He, um, he said that he's throwing pain-free. The, to call a strain was kind of a stretch, but they had to call it something. So I'm not worried about McCullers missing a lot of time, but I think they're going to take it slow, especially with all the off days. Look at the calendar. Almost every Thursday in April, there's an off day, and that's just crazy. If Hunter gets back from to solid form, I see him getting rookie year. He adapts pretty well in the game. Yeah, I mean, the, I don't see any scenario where he does not make the rotation unless Lance McCullers comes in and is like, oh, yeah, I can give you five innings, but – there's only like two and a half weeks left. Not even that. Yeah. About two, two weeks left a little bit less than two weeks yet. So I, I really don't think that is, but um, so yeah, he's going to make the rotation. Just looking at what the Astros pitchers have been doing in the world baseball classic. You see Christian Javier dominating. You see Luis Garcia dominating. And I wouldn't describe what Javi, what uh, Urquidy did today as dominating, but, this is a must-win game for Team Mexico, and he pitched four innings, allowed six hits, two earned runs, one walk, five strikeouts, one home run. Urquidy's going to give up one home run a game. That's pretty much a given. Um, anytime during the regular season, postseason, it seems like every time Urquidy pitches, he's going to give up that home run. That's why I don't think he's going to be a good option for the bullpen because – that home runs always a factor there. So, but uh, I think that in a big moment, the uh, team Mexico couldn't use their um, Urias uh, in that situation. So they, they went with uh, Urquidy and he pitched pretty good. So overall, I think that the Astros are in good shape. I would be a lot more comfortable if, um, if, McCullers was healthy, but I can't remember the last time that McCullers was purely was really healthy at the start of spring training. So uh, we'll see what happens with him. But I think, like I said, I think this will be a blessing and it's just good to see everybody, including Framer Valdez, who decided to skip 
the World Baseball Classic and to just get ready for the regular season. And I, I can't blame him for doing that. So, uh, yeah, and Asterov Craig brought up that. And he said that he throws too many strikes. And, yes, if you throw a lot of strikes, people are going to sit on that fastball and they're going to sit on the the curveball and the breaking pitches if they know it's going to be in the strike zone. And so that's why he gives up the home runs. Exactly. Yeah. So there's going to be a lot of different giveaways this year and they're going to be all really awesome. So I think that it was awesome to see Pedro Leon back in the, on the lineup card and he got in some innings in center field and Dusty Baker said he was looking pretty good. I mean, he's moving pretty well. He's been having some at-bats over there at minor league league camp. Yeah, he's looking pretty good. So as long as he's healthy, that's what counts. So this is a, the number four overall prospect for the Houston Astros. He's dealt with a lot of injuries. And so I think he's going to spend a lot of time at AAA this year. And I think Justin Dearden may have overtaken him. So we'll have to see how, uh, if Dearden makes the opening day roster, you're going to have to see somebody taken off the opening day roster. I mean, sorry, the 40 man roster to make room, but we'll see what happens uh, there. But I think that Dearden with everything that he's done, he's most likely going to make the opening day roster. I just don't see anybody else really stepping up and taking a job. So I think I addressed everything I wanted to address. Um, yeah. So um I'm going to go ahead and try to do the next show probably Friday afternoon or like after I have to go pick up Brett from the airport because he's come back from spring training. So um, I'm probably not going to be able to do it Thursday night, um, maybe late Thursday night or something, but I'll let, I'll try to let y'all know when I'm be able to do the next lockdown Astros podcast, but guys, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for making us your first listen every day and sorry for this week. I've just, I've got my, my schedule has been out of whack this week. So uh, thank you for subscribing to us on YouTube. Make us your first listen on Apple Odyssey and Spotify. And I can't wait to see the start of the regular season for your Houston Astros and Gustros.